Welcome to the Gathering Network Covenant Partner Podcast, a conversation designed to help covenant partners live Jesus-shaped lives. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Covenant Partner Podcast. You have Jack Smithy on the other end of your earbuds or car speakers or wherever you are. We've made this podcast as a resource for you, the disciple makers on the front lines of what God's doing around the Gathering Network. We're glad to have you tuned in today. Today's topic on the podcast is interactive prayer. This is a very timely talk for us because we're right in the middle of our sermon series, The Prayer Course. Before we dive in, just a couple important notes for everybody. So first of all, some exciting news, drum roll. If you were at 61 on Sunday, you may have heard us mention that our bi-weekly Sunday service will be moving locations in 2018. That is right. We will be moving from the foundry sometime in early 2018. To which location we'll be moving is uncertain now, but we feel God's presence here. We seriously are excited about what God's doing amongst us with this move. But right now we're asking for prayer from our covenant partners to join us in this discerning process. So we're going to be praying as a church on Sunday, December 3rd. Write that down. Sunday, December 3rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're having a gathering network prayer day. You can come for 20 minutes, an hour, all day if you want. We want to pray for this move, for our missional communities, and for the disciples in our lives. That prayer day will take place at a location right off the plaza, and we'll text out that address just a couple days before. So speaking of text, the best way to stay up to speed with the move and the prayer day is by text in church. So the way to do that is text the word GATHERING to 913-225-8500. That's GATHERING to 913-225-8500. We'll send you the address of the prayer day and any other pertinent information that you need to know. We promise not to blow up your phone, two to three texts a month maximum. As always, check out our digital hub over at gatheringnetwork.org to see what's on the horizon. Okay, so let's jump in. Here's Interactive Prayer with John Shirley and John Lopnow. All right, well, John Lapnow, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Always good to spend time with you. Yeah, man, Love we're really community. excited about this. Thanks, man. Well, I want to tell everybody just a little bit about you. You have written a book that has been profoundly influential in my life and mm. in the life of our team, now in the life of our movement, called The Joyful Journey, Listening to Emmanuel. And uh, this is a book that you wrote with your wife, Sung Shim, who we love and adore. Please say, say hello to Sung Shim for us, man. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you also wrote that book with Dr. James Wilder, who is a uh, thought leader in the idea of neurotheology, and then yeah. also with Anna King. Cool. Uh, I want to say from the top, just before this gets away from us, people can find you at emmanueljournaling.com and I really do hope that they will go seek you out because the stuff that you guys are giving away for free there is really awesome and helpful. So thanks for that. Thank Great. you. Great. Yeah. We hope to be providing more things just to help people interact with God and his presence. It's all here and it's simple things that we've learned and we want to share. That's so. awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, so let's dive into this, man. I I want to talk to you today about this spiritual practice that you guys call Emmanuel Journaling, 
it's a it's a practice that we call interactive prayer. I, I guess this is the idea. This is what has really captivated me and why we feel like it's so useful and something that we want to pay forward in our own context. Mm. It's this idea that God is present mm-hmm. and God is here and God is now. Mm-hmm. And yet few of us feel good at or confident in prayer mm. because prayer feels like something that is beam down to extra holy people mm. while the rest of us are left feeling like we're not yes whatever enough to be really great at prayer yeah so you know we think of prayer as a one-sided conversation us talking to god and we've all been around people who are like prayer warriors who pray mm. in such a deep and profound and powerful way using scriptures and metaphors and pictures mm. and images you know, in such a way that seems nearly like it's a skill that they've mastered and one that we feel totally intimidated by Mm. uh, or that we could even ever achieve in life. So we Mm. don't pray like that. But the truth is, and this is what we talk about a lot, prayer is really just friendship with God. Mm -hmm. It's just a two-way conversation. Mm. So if God is here, if He has a voice, and if He speaks to us, we can grow in our confidence and hearing Mm. Him more. Yes, And we would bet that each of us have probably already heard his voice, but that we just didn't have the confidence to mm-hmm. believe that it was actually him. So this is a spiritual practice that helps us grow in that confidence. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you'll echo this, but experiencing God's voice brings healing, peace, yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. But like any other relationship, connecting with God requires attention and practice. Mm-hmm. So interactive prayer can teach us how to practice God's presence every day. And we can each discover surprising joy, profound healing, intimate connection, and a rich friendship with God through the spiritual discipline of interactive prayer or Emmanuel journaling. Now, look, that was a long intro, but that gets down to the <laughs> center of what I think we're talking about today. I, John, I love it. Like, I want, I want that recorded piece to share with my people because you did it so beautifully. Like, I'm serious. Like, oh, that's good. I want to pray like that. So, like... I'm serious. It's really good. Really good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Man. Well, perfect. Perfect. There's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of pain in that description, man, that I've, <laughs> I've earned my way through all of that. That's right. That's right. You totally. Know? And uh, I, I would bet that a lot of the people who are with us right now could point to a lot of that and go, that is exactly the way that I feel because we're not just awesome at prayer and we don't just hear the audible voice of God but we hear people throw language like that around and we're like man I must be living on another planet like I want to learn how to hear God in a way that brings all of that good stuff that we just talked about yes. into being Yes, life. I want the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're helping people, man. So help us. I want I want to awesome. know, I want to start with your journey with prayer. I feel mm. like any person that <clears throat> has a a a habit of prayer mm-hmm. can go back through their life and say, mm-hmm. well, this is the place where I got that. This is the place yeah. where I caught that. This is where that happened in my life. And yes. so I, I've never heard this before. I heard Sung Sheen's the last time we were with them hanging out. I want to hear your journey, man. Tell me about your journey with prayer and particularly how you stumbled upon interactive prayer manual journaling. That's awesome because I think the, the line of thinking – I really resonate with because the DNA of different aspects of us and your the DNA of my prayer life is what you're asking about. And I think it comes from uh, my temperament as well as the community that I grew up in. 
So we didn't, I didn't start going to church until I was in sixth grade, and someone invited my dad to go to Willow Creek Community Church. Mm. And so Bill Hybels was the pastor I heard the most. And I remember two things from thousands of sermons that I heard him preach. You matter to God, and just woven in his sermons, he heard from God. So I just assumed mm. that that was like, that was normal. So that is my spiritual community DNA. It's normal that if you're following Jesus, that he communicates and reveals himself to you. So I grew up in that that ethos, that community. Right, right, right. And that is so that is kind of my heritage. Um, and then also just my temperament is uh, just kind of more contemplative and quieter. Um, I mean, mm. I can also be like rambunctious, too. Yeah. But I and can fun. quite um, what and fun and fun exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just just that sense, like I her, I sense God's presence and His communication and impressions from Him. And I remember it, this is in the book, but this really stood out to me. I remember being in high school with high school college with good friends who loved Jesus and we cared about each other and. I just, since God is here, can't, why don't we just have an eyes open conversation, assuming that God is here and just like, some, I don't know how to do it. I was fumbling through it, you know, like I'm right. like 18, 19. So that's just my, uh, my DNA of prayer. And I think along the way, some assumptions that I have that I see can be a little bit different than some other people is, um, I mean, this is scriptural, so people will believe it. He's already praying within us and prayer is our response to that reality yeah so say more about that when you so that probably would be like a a new rock for somebody to turn over right theologically yeah. so when, when you're talking about the holy spirit already praying within us i i immediately go to the passage of scripture that says that the spirit of god and it's yes. like there's groans inside of us like he understands you know yeah. even in just the 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 well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. That there, there's no, a, no, there's a sense that like it's not even verbal. There's a sense that he knows what we intend, just just by the even the feelings that we feel, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know. Is that getting close to it? Is that what you mean? It like, is. Same it is. So I think just just seeing where how I start prayer. I mean, I start prayer all sorts of ways, but one of the ways is when I quiet down. I think about. I imagine. This God is already praying. Well, it's a, not just the Holy Spirit, but it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have a friendship, a conversation that's been going on from the beginning of time or transcends time. I get to be invited into that conversation, into that friendship. And so if I can quiet my spirit down to pay attention to the best that I can, what's going on there? And then I mean, sometimes I just have to start with myself. Like I'm like in pain and desperate mm -hmm. and I just cry out. And then other times I can quiet down and pay attention to what God might be revealing to me in his presence, his character, his love, yeah. his joy. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that is found in this practice that we're going to talk about right now. But also I think what I, what I think I hear you saying is that there are habits that have been formed in your life where you're, you're having just an, a, a perpetual conversation with God that allows you to be aware of him, both in this very intentional practice that we're going to talk about, yeah. but also outside of it. You're, there's, a, there's a sense that you're just kind of 
living yeah. in an awareness of him and in the fellowship of the spirit even beyond that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And another thing that just I I kind of um, was thinking about in anticipation of this conversation was one of the formative books that I read when I was in my early 20s. And I, I happen to have it on my book. This is not the one. It was a little bit smaller, but Practicing the Presence. Yeah, Brother Lawrence, right. Yeah, Brother Lawrence. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, thank God there's like other people that I can learn from that I'm like fumbling towards in my like very like misunderstanding ways but oh here's somebody who's like living this way and written it down and i was so glad to follow brother lawrence's lead and then later frank laubach's lead so those are two influential writers and brothers in christ who like shaped my thinking about god's presence is always with us and they right. lived it out showed me one way of doing it. unpack for us uh, the spiritual practice of mm. Emmanuel journaling and or what we are calling interactive prayer. And just if somebody's never heard of it, they're brand new to this idea, how would you describe it to people from the start? Yeah, it's one way. I love interactive prayer. It's a way to become aware how God is with us. And the four big phases, like the umbrella, umbrella is... So we quiet down. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really important because... So there's movements. There's movements there's to it. four movements. I do like that. Okay. Um, quieting. I'll tell you all four, and then you, we can go down each one if you want. Sure. Um, so quieting. Uh, quieting our body, our mind, our spirit. Um, then gratitude, just giving thanks. Uh, listening to God. Uh, in That interactive prayer, that uh, thought rhyming. And then the last one is sharing. You actually share what you wrote or what you sensed with your community or a friend. So those are the four big movements. Yeah. So if I go to, I mean, I'm here in my office. I spend time with Jesus here in my office quite a bit in an intentional way. I sit down at my desk and I have my journal out. And I have my, um, I have my, my Bible open, my music playing, candle lit. Uh, I can move through these uh, move through these phases in a really intentional way or in a coffee shop or anywhere that I happen to be, I can just move through these together. Right. Mm -hmm. Or yes. I, yeah, I yes. can just move through these. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you do it so many times, it just becomes like a rhythm. It's like becomes a structure in your soul that, that you can just access because you've done it a hundred times. Yes. 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 Right. 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 So let's walk through quieting. And so, <clears throat> This is something that I asked you mm -hmm. to even practice with us, even now, a shorter version of what a quieting exercise could be and, and could look like. Yes. So yes. Um, the first time that I ever did this with you, man, it really wrote on me. And I was like, man, how come mm -hmm. I've been like just launching into my time with Jesus without this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge deal for me, man. I'm going to let you lead the way. But uh, tell, tell us about quieting. It is the way that I just pray, just to quiet, to shift from the frenetic life, even if you're not like moving super fast, your mind can be moving so fast. Yeah. And so just to quiet your body, because one thing that I've learned is that your mind follows your body. So if you can wow. quiet down, slow your body down, slow your breathing down, uh, what that does is just kind of orients your whole mind, body, spirit to becoming aware of the intention of I want to be present to God's presence. And it's a simple yeah. practice and just simply includes breathing 
in the desire to be with God in a holistic way. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm. really, really, really important. So today, this is going to be like a 101 Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that we will mature and grow. I really do hope that it'll. this will be something that will uh, be a quicker process for us mm-hmm. so that we can actually learn how to quiet our soul more quickly and to live from a quiet center rather than a really noisy, hurried yeah. center. And yeah. So lead the way, man. Lead the way. Okay. I'm excited about so, this. So just – and then maybe a one comment um, – you can do it, you know, just you got to know yourself and your the group that you're with. How long are they used to being in quiet or silence or accustomed? So the group that we're in, we can go longer. But if there's new people or it's a new group, I go a little bit shorter. So I'll do kind of short to medium. You think like two to three minutes is yeah, about perfect. good? Okay, okay so perfect. and you'll see. Um, so I'll just lead it as though I'm with you and a group. Um, okay. And so I will I will close my eyes yeah. just because yeah. that's how I do it. I kind of go into that prayer time and um, and go from there. So, okay, so let's, yeah. let's get yeah. started. So if you want to just make yourself comfortable, however you do that, <clears throat> feet on the ground or sitting with your eyes closed, just take a few deep breaths. And as you take some deep breaths, just remind yourself remember that God is with us. We can breathe in the love and presence of God and release all the things that concern us. And as we quiet, there might be things that come to our mind, things we have to do or conversations, and we just hold them in God's presence. We don't hide them or ignore them, but just recognize them and maybe put them like on a mental bookshelf. Ask God to hold them until this time is done. So we hold all those things with the desire to be present to God. And sometimes we also notice maybe tension in our body, our neck, our back, or anywhere. And we wrap that in the presence of God as well. Knowing that We present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And this way of slowing down is just one way of being fully present to ourselves so that we can be present to you, God. And Father, you are our good shepherd. Because you are with us, we lack nothing. And you lead us to places of rest and nourishment. And you walk through us, walk with us through the darkest times of our lives. Things that we're anxious about or afraid or excited about. 
and you provide everything that we need. And because of your provisions, our cup overflows. And we can count on your goodness and faithfulness to follow us all the days of our lives. And we can dwell in your presence, the interactive life with you, the friendship with you, all the days of our lives. Father, as our good shepherd, help us to listen to you. And as we turn to giving thanks, we pay attention to something that we can be grateful in this moment. Think about, focus your heart on something you're grateful for. Notice how that feels. Father, thank you for these gifts and the gift of your presence and the invitation to pay attention and to live with you, Jesus, in all things. It is in and through Christ we pray. Amen. Phase two, okay? Mm. Phase two, the, the interactive gratitude process. Yeah, explain so, that for us. When you give thanks, you notice what you're grateful for to God. It has the power to open your heart, your mind, and your brain to become aware of a relational, be relational with anybody, but including God. So when you write that down, I mean, there's a power in writing it down, too, that I just want to comment on. It kind of integrates your right and your left brain. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can you can do it verbally or just in your heart. Uh, but there's an added dimension when you write it down. So if you write down, Dear God, I'm thankful for uh, my friendship with John and the opportunity to do this. Um, it brings me joy. I could write that down. Then I would just pause and do my humble best to notice God's response to that specific gratitude. That's the interactive gratitude part. I became very clear very quickly how hard it was for me to find things that I was grateful for. I don't know. It was this part of my heart that had just been off. Mm -hmm. And so it started to, I had to teach my heart how to recognize the things that I was grateful for. So the paragraph, yeah. writing it out was really really mm. beneficial to me so writing down god i'm thankful for and at first it was like really low bar stuff like thank you that i have air in my lungs yeah food on the table a roof over my head i mean whatever it was it seemed just obvious you know yes and then when that part of me started to come alive it was like god thank you for and then there might be more detailed 
deeper hearted things going on. Yeah. That'd be step one. The step two part of it. Talk to us about the, the hearing back from the mm. father bit of that. So if people are not accustomed to writing down, there's a writing down, there's a hearing part. It's just your humble best what you sense God might be saying to you. You know, he's a, the, the sheep know the good shepherd's voice. Right. Um, and we just do our humble best to sense what that might be and write it down um, to the degree that we can. And I would say, and I think I said this when I was with you, when we're in that like relational moment, it is not the time to like, discern is this from god that time you can do 30 seconds later or one minute or a couple minutes later but your spirit is just wide open to this is from god i'm gonna like just go with it just write it as if you assume it's from god and then when you're done you can kind of get a sense you can have a judgment and a discernment is this from god but for them to go together they don't do simultaneously i think there are different parts of the brain that process that right 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 yeah you were talking about that previously as as a way to really squash uh creativity you know yeah and it's true i think i think that we as creative people would really understand that in my own life the way that this has played out and i guess that this was just me putting training wheels on the thing i would literally just go back to that top paragraph that gratitude paragraph and then rewrite it this next paragraph just by going john comma Mm -hmm. if in the Mm -hmm. first paragraph i wrote God, comma, I'm so thankful for my house today and for the fact that the air conditioning works and that there was food on the table. The second paragraph would be John, comma. And then I would just try to let the Lord speak to me about my house. Yeah. John, I'm so thankful that you enjoy your house. Yes, yes. And that air conditioning, you know, I mean, whatever, like first world, whatever. but, But just to kind of rewrite from what I know about God and his character, his perspective on each of those lines that, that I was thankful for. And what, what started to really alarm me was mm. how quickly the pen, it felt like the pen, the pen began to write mm. for me almost, you know, it was like, it was like, I don't really feel like I'm just making stuff up. Like I really do feel like the Lord is speaking through me to each of these yeah. things. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, if we if we human beings can be a good listener, then we probably assume that God can listen at least as good as the best human listener. Mm-hmm. So it's tailored when it's tailored to what you're giving thanks for. At least that's the springboard, and then He can like expand from there. Right. And you know, I, I wanted to share. We do this semi regularly with the kids at night. We don't do it written. We're laying they're laying in bed, and we just go around and give thanks. And then, okay, well, how did God respond to that? Mm-hmm. And um, or what was God? Actually, we tweak it a little bit. So if this is confusing, you can. We have them say, "What is Jesus grateful to you today?" Mm-hmm. The kids. Mm-hmm. So Zachariah and Zoe and Zoe will be sometimes be like, "I feel like I'm making it up." Mm-hmm. The reason I say that because my nine-year-old daughter, or when she was eight or seven, she could probably voice what a lot of people feel. Like, I feel like I'm just making it up. Yeah. I feel like this is contrived. I feel like I'm, yeah, this is my voice, not his voice. Yes. Yeah. And I would say, don't allow that feeling to stop you from doing it. Invite 
your close friends to say, what do you think? Does this seem like it's just me or could this be God or just like give me feedback? Yeah. And what we found most of the time, it's like, no, that sounds like that could be from God. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like, thank you for um, being kind to your brother and playing with him after you were upset with him. Yeah. You know, like, well, that sounds like that could be from God. That sounds like God's character. Yeah. You know, sounds like so, something he would say to you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the first part being interactive gratitude, what what I can already sense, okay, we're hinting at, we keep hinting at this idea of sharing this with people. Mm-hmm. And that's the fourth point, right? The fourth yes. phase. And I'm already, what, what I think we're already beginning to feel is, is some element of vulnerability, okay, involved in this process of, mm-hmm. of showing up, right? Yes. And, and in prayer, doing the John comma or whatever your name comma is and allowing this vulnerable part of yourself to be open to God and just believing that God may be writing through you. I think the vulnerability is going to grow as we talk about sharing that at the end, which is one of the powerful key components of this whole thing. Some days this is all I can do. It's just the uh, interactive gratitude stuff, right? And which then, is great. Totally. And then there's this third bit that is the manual journaling or what we call interactive prayer, which is something that I try to do at least a few times a week. Mm. And it's a, it's a more, uh, it's the same principle, but it's just built out a little bit more. So some days I'm able to do it all. Some days I'm not, but at least a few days a week, I try to get to this idea of interactive prayer. Walk us through this, because this is one of the most powerful things that I've discovered lately, and it, it actually is really changing my life. It's amazing the things that I've heard from God in this practice. So walk us through it, man. Yeah. Yeah, this interactive prayer part, um, in the book we call it Thought Rhyming, and that's built around basically the psychological term called attunement. If you're not sure what attunement, you can kind of figure it out because it has the word tune in it. Somebody's so tuned into your heart, your soul, that they get you. Right. You feel understood. You feel like, hey, they get me. They, mm-hmm. I feel, I, I'm understood here. Yeah. And there's, there's different parts of the brain that need to be resonated with for that experience to happen human to human. Mm-hmm. So our assumption was that would be true of God. Yeah. That he knows how to provide the best empathy, care, and compassion, at least as good as the best caring counselor, therapist out there. Totally. Fact, but that's just our basic assumption. Yes, yes. So those five elements within that interactive prayer, thought rhyming portion, flow from our research, our studies of how people experience being attuned to and what's going on in the brain. So I'm just giving you, it's built on a very in-depth thing. You don't even need to know that. Right. You just follow the five things and you will experience a very powerful experience. That's right. So actually, when we're doing the quieting, that's a key part of your brain actually tuning in. The yes. gratitude part of that is mm-hmm. also a very neurological yes. purpose, has a neurological purpose. And then now into this phase where there are five steps walk mm-hmm. us through them yeah uh so the first one is uh i can see you and this can be used like we can just use this like uh, I, I can see what you're saying i can see this is specifically physically god can see us and there's something to being physically seen 
Totally. I mean, you can think of the, the opposite of that. If you feel invisible, how painful that is. Right. So this right. is just being physically seen. I see you, your, uh, your breath is shorter. Um, there's tension in your back and your shoulders. So even articulating that has a, a very important impact on being attuned to or experiencing compassion or empathy. Yes. So that's the first of the five steps. Every single time I do this, I write John, comma, and it's, it's typically like if I were doing it right now, I would say John, comma, I see you at your desk in your mm -hmm. office with your black hoodie on. I just always go to that, right? Yes, totally. Whatever it is that I'm wearing because, A, it's true. God yes. sees us that intimately. He yes. actually can see us and behold us. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us here now. Yes. And so for me, it's even that practical. You know, that it was is. profoundly helpful to me mm -hmm. in my life. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Even for me, sometimes I see you sitting in your favorite spot outside, you know, like, oh, like that's just, I don't know, there's something really like powerful and yeah. comforting and like, oh, you know, it's like my dad sees me, you right. know, like it's so nice. And yes. if we want to take it to another level, that same one is just if he can see how we're doing physiologically, mm -hmm. like oh, you're, you're not feeling well or you're, you're holding your breath. Like there's another, like that's like another layer, another little like. It's like another layer of knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it even helps us. Right. Like us seeing God see us is like, you can see, it's like this reciprocal, yeah. like we are really known. So yeah. that's really important. So I yeah. see you. Mm -hmm. I can hear you is the next, is number two. And this is God just hearing all the thoughts in our mind that are, it could be a very like straight line of thinking that we have, or it could be all over the place. You know, some days we're all over the place. Some days there's something big on our heart and that's what's really impacting mm -hmm. us. And so I would do like, John, I can hear you um, wondering about this big project that you're working on. Uh, are you going in the right direction? Or why aren't people as excited about it as you are? That really frustrates you or you're anxious and just, he just hears all those thoughts in my mind and I write down what my thoughts are, but from his perspective, hearing me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Again, so that's, very much have this experience of the pen writing for me when we get to these things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So I can see you, I can hear you. And then I understand what a big deal this is for you, hmm. which is like the heart of care, compassion, empathy, like, mm -hmm. God gets that this is a big deal to us. And actually, I want to say that this is important for us not to diminish. Sometimes we can talk ourselves out of it being a big deal, but it really is a big deal to us. Right. But we feel like, that's dumb. It shouldn't be a big deal. But it actually just is a big deal. And at least with this person, God, you feel safe with, you, he knows, I know this is a big deal for you. Mm -hmm. You know? And even... Then you might even begin to understand why. Maybe it's, it ties in with a part of your history or uh, some painful moment you had or a memory. Um, or, I mean, I'm using kind of the, like the pain. It could also be excitement too. Yeah, right. Yeah. So God understands why or he at least first understands this is a big deal and how big of a deal it is to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the, um, the third. So I can see you. I can hear you. I understand how big of a deal this is for you. And then this, this fourth one is a sentence. You, once I would say get used to saying it this way, but then you can playfully make it your own. 
is I'm glad to be with you and I see your weakness tenderly. Mm. Because even in the midst of all those things, probably we're aware of things that we didn't do that well or ways that we weren't our best self in the midst of feeling all of those things that we've been feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And you might even become aware of, like I'm aware of like, if I had done this earlier or I had talked to that person or Mm -hmm. something like I know, maybe other people are different, but I beat myself up sometimes. Yeah. Not just sometimes, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And God sees my weakness tenderly and he's still glad to be with me Mm. like he's glad to be in my presence even though like i fail or mess up or am a mess Mm. so sometimes i just write the sentence i don't Mm. there's nothing else i write just write that and sometimes he reveals like a a dimension of care that is kind of tailored to me in that moment yeah yeah such a powerful such a powerful idea man yeah and then you know that's like the core of if you talk to Jim Wilder or Marcus Warner um, or Carl Lehman, the core of joy is I'm glad to be with you. Like, right. can, we, can we really see God's face shining upon us? Yeah. He's glad to be with us. And we could almost do a whole episode teaching conversation on how can God be glad to be with us when I'm a mess or I intentionally sinned? Yeah. Like, can he still be glad to be with us? Yes. That's something to really wrestle with, but I think the answer is yes. Oh, it is, for sure, and yes. I know it experientially as a father right. to a son who was not living in his best Christian self, but I I could see the whole of him and know, like, oh, this is where he is right now, but I love this boy so much, and, yeah. like, I'll be with him, you yeah. know? And so if I can experience that, I, I can be in touch with God's presence with me in that way. I love this particular point of this because it always brings me back to what I think is the core of God's nature and his Mm. character is that he is love. It's not Mm -hmm. even that he is prone to love. It's that he is love. And so he embodies what it means to be able to be with someone when they're not able to be their, their best selves, you know? And it Amen. always brings me home. It brings me home to the, the, the central reality of who he is. We say a lot around here that God is in a great mood. You know, he's just in a great mood. He's in the best mood today. And he never leaves that place. He never leaves a place of just being in a great mood. And, and it's from the core of who he is that he's able to be like, I can see, I can separate your behavior from your personhood. I'm ready to mm. talk to you about your behavior, but I love who you are. I love your personhood. And dude, you, this little one line, whoever it is that really helped put this in the mix of what it is that you guys do, this, this one little line has brought me home so many times, man. God is glad to be with me and tender toward me in my weakness. Yeah, thank you for that. Fifth point would be what? Uh, so the fifth one is I can do something. I can do something about this. I, something that you're going through. I'm with you, and I'm doing something about it. My presence and action is available and already at work. Mm, mm. So that, there's a little prompt. These are all little prompts that we write in what we sense God saying to us. And a lot of times, this is just like I'll be with you. I'm encouraging you. And then He reminds me that He's actually present and alive in people around me mm-hmm. and he's doing something in their lives and i there's an intersection there that's right that's right i give that 
Let's talk about that intersection. So here we are, we're in our space, right? We just did the interactive gratitude. We just went through these five points of the manual journaling. Now we have something in our journal, paragraphs or lines that were written that it, 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 it becomes a whole different experience now to go back from the top and read it through again, just to our own heart. Mm-hmm. I've had this experience many times where I've, I'm reading it and I'm like, whoa, there's more here than I even thought as I was writing it yes. and I start to get this sense of it, it actually is becoming clear to me that I feel like God has, has spoken to mm. me in the midst of all this stuff. Yes. Then something really interesting happens when I take that and I go to my wife and I mm. read those paragraphs. I read that journal entry to her. There's yes. something that happens when it leaves my mouth right? And it's just in the atmosphere and I get to hear it. There's something in the like, hey, weigh this with me. And I can't tell you how many times she's had a moment where she went away and she read it back to me and then she starts crying because it, it, that's when it really became a significant thing for me. Or, yes. or it's been an opposite thing, me doing that to her, where it's been like, man, that was there was something on that right there. Like the Lord really did something amazing right there. Tell us about that about this part of it because it's a big part of it. Now, there is brain science behind when we are telling our story in a sense. We're telling our story with Jesus, our with Jesus, our with God story. And when we do that, um, knowing that we're in the presence of people who care about us, then we get almost like God's joy and his face and people's face back to us. That has a profound healing impact and there's an integration of the left and the right brain. Yeah. That is really powerful. And you've experienced it. You've seen it with your wife. We've been doing this for years. And it's just something that happens regularly. Right. Not necessarily every time, but we see it in ourselves and in other people. And then we see that we see their surprise when they're reading. The, when I was writing this and praying, it wasn't hitting me this way. But now that I'm reading it out loud, it's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's such a common occurrence that I think that is, and often there are tears because I think the tears are like something is healing and something yeah. God's presence is doing something. That's that right. Pretty sweet to see. That's right. I don't think that's an overstatement, man, to say that people are being healed mm-hmm. in, in this practice, which is why we're here with you. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen profound breakthrough mm-hmm. all the time. We're hearing uh, leaders say that the thing, they're saying it a hundred different ways, but the thing that they want more than anything is connection, belonging, mm-hmm. and in in some sort of a spiritual family, some mm-hmm. sort of extended you know, group of people that have kind of gone beyond friends. It's friends that have become family to them and what we know now and what your work is really helping us get in touch with that that doesn't happen without Mm -hmm. vulnerability and empathy Mm -hmm. two currencies just Mm -hmm. wildly on display in communities like that and this practice is helping us both uh from a person who is sharing you know the experience being vulnerable Mm -hmm. right and then as a person who is participating in, and listening to someone doing that, to be able to receive that vulnerability and then offer empathy 
and we're getting it from you know vulnerability towards Jesus and his empathy toward us and then our vulnerability with the group and then their empathy toward us as well man we are seeing breakthrough happen all around us and people are becoming more relational mm. they're becoming more joy filled mm. they're remembering that they're loved and that they can be who they really are and still be embraced and held by a community of people and you are helping us do that man and what God has done through you and Sungshim you've you've really helped us do that and we're paying it forward in this movement man so thank you thank so you. much it's so for what great to hear those stories i love yeah. it <laughs> the title music from this episode is brought to you by John Shirley's record The Desert Blooms you can learn more at thedesertblooms.org the underscore music is brought to you by Meaning Machine you can license his music at musicbed.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Covenant Partner Podcast. To learn more, check out gatheringnetwork.org.